Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's Me, the podcast with your host, Jasmine. Me. It's me. (laughs) Welcome back. Week three, or I guess I should say episode three, not week three. Episode three of season five. And listen, time is flying. Time is flying. Uh, But luckily for me, I have so many outlines of different episodes that I want to do this season. So it's a little bit easier for me to uh, record things last minute and get it out to you every Friday. So I'm happy I did that, you know, progress. But speaking of, you know, planning out and doing all that stuff, we're going to touch on a little bit of the ADHD journey that I went on to get diagnosed and how just like adulting is a scam. Being an adult is a scam. It's the worst. (laughs) So if you think that you can probably relate to something along those lines, then this is probably a good episode for you to listen to because I think a lot of this stuff I'm going to talk about and cover between, you know, going on the journey to trying to get diagnosed, to figure out if something is going on in that brain of mine, to dealing with insurance, to dealing with just the the fact that as we get older and we try to figure out and navigate this crazy world and trying to just take care of ourselves, it's just, it, it looks more and more like trash every day. <laughs> love being an adult. We love that journey for us. So let's get into the episode. So growing up, I was never ever diagnosed with attention deficit disorder um, or anything that would stem from that. I made it through my classes, got good grades, you know, stuff like that. I I don't think it really kind of hit me until later years, my like adult years. So probably 26 and on is when I started to realize a few things were not as easy as I feel like they should have been. And a lot of people, when I mentioned it to them, I was like, I don't know, like maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't really feel like going through the process of getting diagnosed. You know, they just said there's a chance that you could have been masking it when you were younger just to, you know, try to get through it. And I, you know, that is a possibility because my sister was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and, you know, she was prescribed and everything. So it was a lot of focus on getting, you know, her in the right space so that she could go through school easily. So there's a there's a chance that I was probably trying to just figure it out. Because if you asked me anything about literally anything that I learned throughout my educational years, I I really would would find it hard to grab something and be like, yes, I learned so much. I think I just like blew through it by the grace of God, to be very honest with you. And again, I was a really good student. However, I don't I don't know how I did it. So lucky for me, you know what? I'm blessed that I made it through. But then I started realizing as an adult, you know, something might be a little off with how I'm processing things and how I'm going about, you know, chores and tasks and how I think and my brain might just not be popping off in the correct way to get things done the most efficiently. So again, I didn't start seeing any type of issue with it until I moved to California. You know, I'm really on my own and I'm trying to have success, but I want to do everything. I get tired of all of the things that are going on in my head that I want to do to make sure that my life is smooth and successful and all that stuff, if that makes sense. So essentially I tire myself out thinking of what needs to be done and what I want to do and what I can do, and then nothing gets done. Uh, And then there's a lot of 
just me thinking that it was multitasking this entire time, but it's actually me leaving the fridge open, leaving a cabinet open, go putting a load of laundry in, like doing everything because my brain stops focusing on one task and then goes to 10 other tasks because it popped into my brain. And I feel like if I don't get it done right then, I won't do it. But then I'm forgetting everything else that came before it. So a lot of that. So it really came to a head when I moved in by myself last year. So I've been living in this apartment for a year by myself. Absolutely love it. But I knew moving in to an apartment would also bring forth a lot of things that I just have not talked about, had not realized, had not digested within myself on my growth journey. Because you know we love growth here over at It's Me, the podcast. You can even go back and listen to some of my podcast episodes. And I talk about how I was really excited to get the chance to live by myself and do this self-evolution, this growth, figuring out what I might be missing. And that was something that had happened probably late last year. I was like, okay, I think I want to get or try to get diagnosed or try to get some clarification on what I might need to do, what I might have, yada, yada, yada. And that's where the insurance part of this comes in. So now we're going to kind of veer a little bit and talk about the insurance aspect along with the journey of trying to get diagnosed. So as a freelancer, having insurance in general is just so stressful, but I was able to figure out new insurance that took place or was active end of December. Um, And I was like, this is perfect. I can go in for my physical, like my yearly annual physical situation and talk to my primary care physician at that time and see what I could do to maybe just get diagnosed. And hopefully they would give me the opportunity to see, you know, if it's affordable for me to keep going to see a psychiatrist or whatever I need to do. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that it is ridiculously expensive to get diagnosed. So I was a little bit skeptical. I was a little scared, but I still went into it trying to figure out if I could just at least see someone once just to get some type of clarification or a little bit more insight into this, what would go into getting diagnosed. I went and saw my primary care physician in the beginning of the year. She then recommended me to a specific division within the insurance company for getting diagnosed. So then someone tried to call me right away and schedule certain things in order to get me to the psychiatrist. And I was like, okay, what are, like, what are we talking about? And even that specific person, that first person, I was like, how much is, or like how much do you think it would be or what would be covered here, 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 and here. If you're making me do a phone interview, then do an in-person interview and then seeing a psychiatrist, I was like, you want me to see three different people before I see the person who's going to tell me what the hell's wrong with me? That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) So I asked him that and I was still very skeptical when he was trying to schedule this first phone interview. And I was like, whatever, let me see if I can get that out of the way and we'll call it a day. And if it's, you know, from there to my appointment, I should be able to see like I have, so I have Kaiser and within the Kaiser app, it would show me, you know, my copay, right? So it showed my copay as zero for the phone interview, zero for the in-person section. And then uh, when I finally got to the psychiatrist, 
it there was a copay. And it was like 90 something dollars. And I was like, ugh, that sounds aggressive. So again, like I'm looking at all this. I'm like, that's but that's reasonable for me to at least speak to someone to try to get some kind of clarification, even if it's just one time. Like I have the ability to just say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. So I did the phone interview and even talking to her, I was like, listen, I don't know. Like I'm hopefully this is not going to cost me. She's like, no, it shouldn't. Like da da da. Fine. Perfect. We went about this long phone interview. She asked me all these questions, trying to figure out to make sure, I guess, I was on the right journey, I guess, <laughs> diagnosis journey. And she did say, you know, it sounded like I had a lot of anxiety and that I could possibly have ADHD. She wasn't able to diagnose me, obviously, over the phone. But she said the next journey, the next step would be the in-person meeting or interview or whatever it was. I said, okay, fine whatever. Let's do it. Scheduled it. I think it was like for the next day. Went in the next day and all they had me do was literally write all the answers that I just answered on the phone. I said, okay, what was yesterday for? (laughs) I don't like, I don't like to waste my time. It is something that I'm, mm -mm, I don't like doing it. I was like, whatever, you don't have to pay for it. Just do it and be done. Did that. They called me. We scheduled it for the psychiatrist. I saw that there was a copay of $97. Fine. Whatever. We'll get that out. Went in. He went over the same questions that I went over in the phone interview, in the written thing that I filled out the week before. He went over it. And it wasn't, I'm not saying he wasn't helpful at all. It just, it kind of seemed, again, very repetitive since I'd already done or answered all of these questions that they, he was asking me. I don't know why we had to go through all of these hoops and jumps and all this, whatever. So what he clarified was that he couldn't diagnose me with just one meeting. Like he's like, I just met you. So obviously it would take a little while. Like that makes sense. I didn't expect to just walk in here and you'd be like, you have ADHD. You have ADHD. Like I didn't expect that. I just wanted some clarification, some communication from this world to see what might be going on. So essentially he said the same thing that the first lady said on the phone that, you know, it sounds like I might have a little anxiety, but there is a possibility that it could be ADHD. But what he told me that because I made it through school okay was it's less likely that I might have it because it would be diagnosed early on and, you know, like younger years. And I was like, I feel like "Mm, that's not true. It's not true. But anyway, I'm gonna let you talk. So he said that and I was just like, okay. Like, but we can still get you on like a low dose of medication. I was like, so why would, okay. That's what the whole, this whole journey was just like so weird to me to say that I might not have it, but I just have anxiety, but we'll just try you on medication is, I don't know. That's, I don't like to be on medication, but if it could help me be a more functioning adult with all the things that I feel like are potentially wrong with me. I want it. I want I want to see. I want to try at least. So he was very helpful in explaining the different prescriptions, right? So we had stimulants and then non-stimulants. And stimulants always scare me. So I wanted to refrain from them, but he really was trying to push them. At the same time, he's telling me that some of the stimulants or most of the stimulants you shouldn't be drinking on. And I was like, sir, I just went ham the other weekend. And I'm, I'm not saying that I drink all the time, but like if I do celebrate something, I don't just have like two drinks, unfortunately. (laughs) So what he was saying was that it could cause a stroke. So he said that it's only happened to one person that he's known of. But I was like, you're trying to scare me. 
with this, but then also pushing me to take more stimulants. And I was like, what in the hell? I was like, let's go to the other one. So we finally, after a few back and forth and him, he really listed out everything, all the side effects, all that, what I would need to do, blah, blah. I went with the non-stimulant, which was essentially for blood pressure. And it was supposed to help me calm down, like calm my brain down. Like, I guess they found out that this blood pressure medicine also could help ADHD. So he went with that. And I've been taking that for a month. And I think like maybe it's helping a little bit, not really entirely sure. And again, with that, he said it might take a little while for me to start seeing some type of effects. So that is the overarching journey that I went on, right? And now we're going to get to the insurance part of that journey through insurance. (laughs) Tell me why. Again, I'm thinking copay, we're good. I I was told what I was going to pay. I get a bill. Not only for the journey that I went on to try to get diagnosed, but then like my primary care physician when I did labs and stuff were trying to charge me astronomical rates. And I said, hold the phone. And I'm a nosy, I'm a nosy person in general. So especially if it has to do with me, I'm up in there like, what the heck is this? What's this? What's this? What's this? I'm looking at all these extra charges and I'm like, why didn't you just tell me up front? Because then I would never have taken this journey because why would I pay this much money for something that? TikTok can tell me in two seconds, whether it's right or not, who knows, but TikTok can tell me in two seconds if I have ADHD. I'm sure of it. But I wanted to see if there was a potential to get medication that would help. So that is the only reason I wanted to go through the proper channels to get like with insurance and going to see a psychiatrist. So after seeing all this money that they're saying I owed, from like a few visits to the doctor. I've had this insurance for two months and I was like, ain't no way you're trying to have me pay this. I I saw red, I blacked out, I wrote a scathing message (laughs) to my insurance company, like the customer service aspect. I don't even know where it went, to be honest. I forgot what I said, but I was so mad. I was like calling my parents. I was like, I don't know what the hell this is, blah, 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 whatever. Fast forward like a week later, the insurance company comes back Apparently, they mischarged me for the labs. Like, they shouldn't have been charged. But then they just easily, without any other, like, they didn't have to talk to me on the phone. They didn't need any paperwork, nothing. They wiped the rest of my balance clear. Clear. Gone. I was like, insurance is a scam. How are you, without, I'm talking with nothing, no paper. I didn't have to go back and forth. I didn't have to fax nothing. They literally just wiped it off. So I was in customer service for a lot of my working adulthood, okay? So I know what gets, you know, what 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 words are like hot button words. So I guess they just like escalated it immediately. And then just instead of fighting with me, wiped it out. And I didn't even expect them to. I didn't even ask them to, but they did with such ease that in my brain makes me think that insurance is a scam. And like all these people out here who wouldn't know to like question something because one of those things was actually wrong. The other thing they did out of courtesy, but you have people who are struggling out here to pay off medical bills that are surprises that they don't know about, like, or are just coming up, whatever it is. And I'm not saying that they'll always waive it, but it was a very big fair warning to me to be so extra prepared for anything that they could throw at me. Like I will call, I, it's unfortunate that I have to do this, but I will call every single time like for an appointment, for <laughs> Medicaid, whatever it is, just to make sure I don't get billed on the back end. 
because yuck your mind. And I know it's because I have a lower premium like per month because insurance is stupid. And I think most insurance, like good insurance, you're paying like 900 a month. Get out of here. Not me. Not with my shopping problem. <laughs> nope. So now I have a little bit more understanding of like, obviously my insurance, but insurance in general. And I put a halt on it. I was like, I think I'm going to just try and figure some stuff out for myself because I can't, not that I can't, I just think that there's other things I can put my money towards besides paying. Also FYI, it's $300 for me to see my psychiatrist. You can, you can suck it. Absolutely not. (laughs) I can put that money absolutely elsewhere. That's a bill. That is a actual bill. So that was, I know I went a little bit all over the place to try to tell that story, but it's so, I think it's so wild. I think it's a good story for people to hear. Um, Hopefully they could take something from it, but also don't just take things at face value when it comes to insurance is I guess the underlying theme of that little tidbit there because absolutely not. They were, I'm, I'm talking about my bill was about $700-$800 from not knowing that I was going to be billed. So like that was just unacceptable to me in my eyes. And it's gone because I wrote a scathing message. I was a Karen for a hot second, but like a justifiable Karen, okay? <laughs> One thing I can say is I'm really glad that I have a lot of people in my life who either have been diagnosed with ADHD, have tools that they you know, have shared with me. And the thing for me when it comes to ADHD or, you know, anxiety or whatever it could be, whatever's going on with me since I'll never have the proper diagnosis is everyone functions differently. Everyone finds certain things to help them get through their day-to-day activities and everyone learns differently. Everyone just, again, I've said this multiple times, is innately different. And so what works for some people might not work for me. I still appreciate when they send me things because one of those things might be the one that I can I can go with, I can flow with, I can get something from. But I've figured out how at least to manage my time a little better recently. I won't give credit to the medication yet, <laughs> but I will say that, you know, I have been a little bit more focused on trying to get things accomplished in a certain time frame. Now with me, I feel like having ADHD and being a freelancer or having, or potentially I should say having ADHD while being a freelancer is so fun. Okay. Because I'm my own boss. I have to stay on top of myself. I have to get things done. I was, you know, typing up lists. I was writing out things that needed to be done, but the only thing that so far has helped me achieve and accomplish everything that I've set out for that day, I specifically write down, I'm talking about every 15, 30, half hour, hour, depending on how long certain things would take me in my head. I write it down every day or the night before, I should say. So the night before, I kind of have an idea of what my schedule will look like. And that is include. I'm talking about every single thing. And it sounds ridiculous and you know, maybe extra to some people, but for me, it helps me have a goal. It's a kind of a competition, a little game for myself. Like I wake up, luckily for me, I only have to wake up at nine. It's beautiful. I love it here. 
Wake up, brush my teeth, do my, like everything. I'm talking about the smallest things. Get your breakfast, eat your breakfast, sit down, did it. Okay, maybe not sit down, but you get it. Like I'm very detailed in what I'm doing and I set out times for myself so then I can check in throughout the day. I'm like, how, how far off am I? Do I have any extra time? Am I doing well? And it's really been helping me stay focused and achieve everything that I need to do. Whether if there's a deadline, if there's something I just want to get done at a certain time, I put the gym on there because I've been, you know, making sure I stay, I'm staying active, using my gym membership, et cetera. I put, sometimes I put dinner, I put food because I think it's so funny that when I tell people that I forget to eat, they're like, what? I'm like, Anyway, that's just my brain. So I actually have to write down, don't forget to freaking eat, Jasmine. <laughs> or like put down just whatever it might be to help me remember, to help me make sure it gets achieved or done within a certain time frame. And I don't know if that would help someone else. That's why I'm telling you guys this. Or it's just, you know, you're, it helps you feel a little bit less crazy if you do something strange like that. But that is something, a tool for me that I have been able to uh, adapt and incorporate within my my life to help me get through. I know there's a lot of things that can help with this besides medicine. So I'm ex- I'm excited to go down the, the rabbit hole one of these days and take on more education on how I can make sure I get things done within my brain power and how it how it operates. But for now, that has been something just very significant and different from what I've been doing since I've suspected that I might have ADHD. So I just I'm I'm glad I found it. And hopefully maybe it could help you or maybe just make again make you just feel better because I am I'm a special person. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like adulting and trying to figure out your life and making sure it's as successful and smooth and operational as possible is trash. I don't know. Personally, it has been, it's a struggle and I know there's some benefits obviously of being adult, but overall, man, it's exhausting trying to make sure you're like a normal functioning adult. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm glad that I took the journey to try to figure out if I may or may not have ADHD, or I guess started the journey and saw and learned and gained some insight and some knowledge into a few different things uh, for myself, for insurance companies, for just, you know, potentially having ADHD. It was something I don't regret. I think it was a needed experience for me. But, you know, I'm just here to tell you you're not alone. If you are going through that journey, if you're trying to figure out how to function in this life with potentially having ADHD, ADD, and even anxiety, to be honest with you. Luckily for me, I don't feel like I am less validated without having that proper diagnosis. If anything, going through it and hearing some of the the terminology and things that they were saying to me really kind of just put the nail in the coffin for me to like understand exactly or not exactly, but kind of what I might be going through. And I can just figure it out from here, hopefully, fingers crossed. (laughs) Unless I figure out a different way, a cheaper way to go ahead and get the help that I would need. And I'm not even trying to shade people who do have the means, the good insurance, who can get diagnosed, like props to you. Like I love that for you. And I think you guys are also very important because you could share what you are learning with people who can't afford it. And if you do have ADHD, and you've been diagnosed and you've been through that and you know some things that you 
can give to people, I think we are here for it. We're all here for it. So this is your, this is your sign from Jasmine to tell people, to talk to people, to let people know what you've learned because you never know the people who really can't. Like, I'm not even saying I'm super well off. I'm not saying I'm not well off, but you never know the people who, who really could benefit from you just talking about it. So definitely do that if you do have ADHD and have been diagnosed and know some of those tips and tricks. This is very telling for me that the journey will continue. I'll continue to grow because, you know, we we haven't had a finite decision with what's going on with my brain. But as Jasmine always does, I'm very conscious of what needs to be worked on, how to you know, ask for help now in my later years and try to just figure out how to live best for me, which is always the most important thing. So if you can relate to this, you are not alone. I am here with you. Hopefully this helped. Hopefully this gave you some insight. Anytime I get some more things that I find helpful, I definitely will share them. If you have things that are helpful to you, definitely leave comments on my Instagram or my Twitter at it's me, the podcast. I would love to hear them. And then obviously if I share them, other people can also see them, you know, sharing is caring here guys, but thank you so much for listening to me blab on about this. I think this whole situation was so eye-opening and lightning that I had to share it with you guys. So yeah, again, follow at it's me, the podcast on Instagram and Twitter do what I just told you. I think it could really help somebody if you do relate to this in any way. Again, I can't thank you guys enough for listening to me every week, the five of you. (laughs) And as always, I hope you have a beautiful day, morning, night, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Till next time.